Welcome, dear listeners, to the third episode of MostRocks.com, a media project focused on publishing curated audio summaries of investment letters, reports and interviews by well-renowned investors and asset managers. In our third episode, we will be featuring the summaries of third quarter 2023 quarterly letters by four fantastic fund managers. Don Kent Asset Management. Plural Investing. At Alta Fox Capital Management. Before we begin, a quick disclaimer. None of our MostRocks.com summaries or materials is an investment, legal or financial advice, and none of it is a recommendation for purchasing any securities. If you would like us to summarize and record your favorite investment letter or investment call or interview, please reach out to us via our Twitter X handle at twitter.com slash mostrocksweekly. And now let's jump straight to our first quarterly letter audio summary in this episode. Third quarter 2023. Quarterly letter by Don Bill Kent Asset Management. Published on November 10, 2023. Short summary of the quarterly letter. The quarterly letter by Donville Kent Asset Management discusses three positions. Reitman's Canada. Ticker RET second position, Converge Technology. Ticker CTS and Ready Shred. Ticker KUT. The first company featured in Donville Kent Asset Management's quarterly letter. Reitman's Canada. Ticker RET. The fund manager shared an analysis regarding Reitman's Canada Limited in its prior quarterly newsletter issued in January 2023. Recently, the stock sold off after Reitman's reported quarterly results due to difficult year-over-year comparisons. However, the manager advised against this analysis method, stating that the company's quarterly results were satisfactory. The fund manager emphasized an overlooked detail. Notably, in 2023, there was a $20 million compensation cost that was based on performance in 2022. Also, the fund manager argued that it is more revealing to measure the cash flows rather than a year-over-year comparison. He observed an operating cash flow of $37 million during the quarter and an increase of total cash by $27 million. The company's market capitalization stands at $127 million despite holding $100 million in cash on the balance sheet. In a recession, one would anticipate a clothing retailer to be a risky investment. However, based on the past resilience of Reitman's revenue, the fund manager disagreed with this assumption. Reitman showed consistency in sales and profit stability during the 2008-2009 downturn. The fund manager notes that if you were to apply how much they made per store in the 2009 recession to their store count now, the stock is trading on three times earnings. Now Reitman's is even more streamlined, has a high percentage of online sales, and a rock-solid balance sheet. Further, an updated valuation using recent takeovers. Sycamore Partners' acquisition of Chico's women's clothing brand was added. The firm paid $938 million, corresponding to an 11 times price-to-earnings multiple. Despite boasting better margins and balance sheet, Reitman's presently trades at significantly lower prices. Based on the fund manager's analysis of retailers' earnings and takeover multiples, the current share price of Reitman's indicates a 500% upside. This appreciation does not consider the substantial cash reserves, a fully owned office block and a distribution hub. However, the portfolio manager wonders what could be hindering the stock's performance. Therefore, the fund manager has submitted a letter to Reitman's board, voicing concerns about how the company relates to the stock market and minority shareholders. The fund manager is advocating the transition to a single-share class and moving to TSX, which would help close the valuation gap. The fund manager confirmed that he continues purchasing both share classes and describes Reitman's as an easy-to-understand example of the investment opportunity. The second company featured in Donville Ken Asset Management's quarterly letter, Converge Technology Solutions, ticker CTS. Converge Technologies' third-quarter preliminary results have surpassed all expectations. The figures indicate gross profits are up by nearly 22% when compared to 2022. The company has also posted a remarkable 29% year-on-year growth in EBITDA compared to the previous year. 
Furthermore, the company has indicated that cash generated from operating activities improved significantly in Q3, resulting in positive free cash flow and a reduction in net debt. The stock has risen 20% since the announcement and can be expected to perform even better as the true earning ability is reflected in the published results. The third company featured in Don Vilken Asset Management's quarterly letter, Ready Shred Capital Corporation ticker KUT. Ready Shred reported a record quarter at the end of August. They then announced two more acquisitions and guided to complete more before year-end. The stock on the other hand declined quite a bit. The stated financials, with Forex and a fluctuating paper price, may hide the true profitability, but the company continues to reinvest at high rates of return. The profitability of shredding trucks is much higher than one might expect. The fund manager continues to believe in the company's management as they execute like they say they are going to. The fund manager focuses on cash earnings versus other metrics like free cash flow or EBITDA etc. The company is investing in growth capex at high rates of return. The fund manager has expressed his conviction that Ready Shred Capital will perform very well as the economic cycle turns. And now let's jump straight to our second quarterly letter audio summary in this episode. Third quarter 2023. Quarterly letter by Plural Investing. Published on October 22, 2023. Short summary of the quarterly letter. The quarterly letter by Plural Investing discusses two key positions, Currency Exchange International, ticker CXI, one of the major suppliers of foreign banknotes in the United States and of U.S. dollar banknotes internationally. The second position discussed in the quarterly letter is JET2 PLC, ticker JET2, the UK package holiday business that operates its own airline. The first company featured in Plural Investing's quarterly letter, Currency Exchange International, ticker CXI. Currency Exchange International is one of the three main providers of foreign banknotes in the United States and a global deliverer of the US dollar. CXI has seen considerable improvements in market share, especially after the withdrawal of its main competitor, TravelX. The founder, Randolph Pinna, possessing a 21% stake in the company, is well regarded for his outstanding management and high-integrity leadership, and the company's solid track record over the past 35 years. CXI currently trades on an 8 times price-to-earnings ratio, and based on the fund manager's projections, earnings could double within the next three years. This would effectively have the price-to-earnings to to 4 times, net of cash. The manager began purchasing shares in mid-2022 at $14 per share, with the present price of $15 per share and forecasts an intrinsic value of $55 per share in three years. The letter highlights two key prospects for the company. The first is external growth, as Currency Exchange International is one of just three companies allowed to distribute dollar banknotes from the Federal Reserve to global banks, making for a market that could offer around $380 million in revenue. Initial difficulties in establishing global operations have required using a large bank as a middleman to ensure transactions. Though these initial hurdles have resulted in a delay in progressing the international business, the fund manager remains optimistic about the long-term value of the company. The second opportunity is how Currency Exchange International will use its considerable cash pile, totaling $98 million, against debt of $6 million. The manager anticipates that the cash will be concentrated on acquisitions, especially given the potential for future players in the banknote market looking to sell. Based on company valuations and available cash, a $50 million acquisition could increase earnings by roughly half and mark a turning point for the future use of the company's cash. The manager's belief is that the company's value will be significantly re-evaluated as operations grow outside the U.S. and available cash is appropriately leveraged. With a powerful balance sheet, an 8 times price to earnings ratio, and a growth rate in the double digits, the manager predicts limited downside risk over a 3 to 5 year period, even if their forecasts prove inaccurate. The second company featured in Plural Investing's quarterly letter, Jet2 PLC, ticker Jet2. Jet2 is a UK-based holiday business running its own airline, with a helm led by CEO Steve Heapy and CFO Gary Brown.
the two are considered to carry high ethical standards, are heavily customer-oriented, and prioritize long-term value addition through capital administration. They have remarkably grown the business, converting Jet2's impressive client service and customer retention into consistent market share growth from 2% to 21% in the past decade. The fund manager initially invested in the company at around £5 per share, and presently, the price has risen to £11 per share. The fund manager is of the view that the intrinsic value of the stock is £25 per share. The stock price has fallen by 22% from its quarter peak in the third quarter, during which the portfolio manager has increased its position in Jet2. Despite facing adverse macro conditions, Jet2 reported a record summer profit amounting to an earnings per share of roughly £1.80 per share for this fiscal year, outpacing the pre-pandemic high of 90 pence per share. Originally, during the pandemic period, when the travel industry experienced an almost complete freeze, the portfolio manager forecasted the company's earnings for the upcoming three years to be between £1.50 and £2.50 per share, propelling the stock value to £25 per share. That appeared to be an aggressive estimate during a period when travel had largely halted, yet while the fund manager turned out to be correct in the earnings estimate the fund manager was wrong on the multiple investors would pay. Instead of a seemingly conservative 12.5 times price-to-earnings multiple, Jet2 trades on 6 times price-to-earnings. That is by some distance its lowest multiple in the last decade, excluding the pandemic. As a result, the stock trades at £11 per share rather than £25 per share, which is disappointing and the only number that matters. A record low valuation would typically suggest investors believe earnings are about to decline significantly. However, that appears not to be the case despite the difficult macro backdrop. Sell-side estimates are for earnings next year to hit another record. The company appears to be on course for double-digit growth for some time, with orders and pricing still tracking at new record levels, recent ADOL registrations showing another one percentage point in market share growth, and the general travel outlook continuing to be strong. The fund manager has seen macro headwinds impact the stock many times over the last decade, including this time last year in similar circumstances. Over the longer term, the company's competitive advantages and earnings growth tend to punch through that noise. Jet2's market share has increased from 2% to 21% in the last decade and the stock has largely followed from 70 pence per share to 11 pounds per share despite its current valuation. The fund manager believes that this time will be no different. A more important setback in the quarter was the retirement of founder and chairman Philip Meeson, although the stock still traded at 12 pounds and 60 pence per share prior to the announcement, at a then record low seven times price to earnings. Philip Meeson has been a truly outstanding founder, he launched the company in 1983 with two aircraft and through a rare combination of both customer focus and cost control grew the business to a roughly £100 million valuation by 2009. Philip Mason, a former fighter pilot, hired Steve Heapy in 2009 to build a package holiday business to complement Jet2's airline. That has been an enormous success, with Heapy growing Jet2 holidays market share from 2% to 21% and the package holiday business accounting for the vast majority of the company's value today. Despite Mason being an undoubted loss to the leadership team, the fund manager believes the transition will be close to seamless. Heapy has run the package holiday business since its inception and has been group CEO since 2020. He is supported by an excellent CFO Gary Brown, who has been with the company since 2013. Meeson's replacement as non-executive chairman will also be internal, with board member Robin Terrell taking up the position. Terrell has been chairman of several companies and worked in several senior customer-centric roles, including as chief customer officer of Tesco and MD at Amazon. He knows the company well having been a board member for 3.5 years and the fund manager was impressed when meeting him. One potential overhang to the stock is that Meeson continues to own 20% of the company and some investors may be concerned that a large sale of shares is coming at some point. The fund manager views that as very unlikely anywhere near today's prices. In fact, Meeson made a point of buying more shares the first time he had ever done so, after his retirement was announced. The fund manager also notes that it has also found that management is receptive to buying back shares. 
perhaps the only pushback against Meeson is that similar to many founders he did not like the company to buy back shares, instead preferring to use cash to accelerate the growth of the business even on occasions when the stock dipped to very cheap multiples. However, the fund manager estimates that Jet2 generates enough cash that it can take advantage of the current 6x PE multiple to buy back shares while continuing to invest in the business. The fund manager believes that a buyback would be an excellent use of cash and act as a catalyst for the stock. The quarterly letter notes that the investment thesis continues to be based on Jet Apostrophe 2 long-term intrinsic value as it expands upon its position as the UK's leading package holiday provider. The fund manager estimates the company will continue to grow earnings at a double-digit rate over the next three to five years and trade for a double-digit multiple at some point. And now let's jump straight to our third and last quarterly letter audio summary in this episode. Third quarter 2023. Quarterly letter by Alta Fox Capital Management. Published on November 3, 2023. Short summary of the quarterly letter. AltaFox Capital's quarterly letter provides a description of the fund manager's new investment in first cash holdings. Ticker FCFS, which is the largest pawn shop operator in the fragmented U.S. and Mexican markets. In addition, AltaFox Capital's quarterly letter discusses the fund manager's investment in secured bonds in Grupo Aeromexico SAB. The first company featured in AltaFox Capital's letter. First cash holdings. Ticker FCFS. First Cash Holdings has recently been added to Alta Fox Capital's portfolio. It's an ideal example of a business that fits our countercyclical strategy due to its robust nature and proven record of incrementally growing shareholders' value. In the fund manager's view, the company is currently undervalued compared to historical levels, even though the fund manager foresees accelerating short-term fundamentals. First Cash is the largest pawn shop operator in the fragmented markets of the U.S. and Mexico, more than twice as large as its nearest competitor. Pawn shops often make successful businesses due to their low competition, a result of high regulatory barriers at the local level. They also uniquely offer fully collateralized short-term financing. First Cash has delivered a remarkable total shareholder return since its IPO in 1994, providing 17.5% per year, which is significantly higher than the S&P 510.0%. The fund manager believes this is a particularly compelling time to invest in First Cash. For the past decade, the pawn shop industry faced cyclical challenges due to low interest rates and full employment. However, the tide is now turning. Declining consumer savings coupled with stricter access to credit are boosting pawn shop demand. After a decade of almost no growth in outstanding pawn loans per store, first cash third quarter 2023 results indicate a sharp growth in this key performance indicator, setting a new record high for the quarter. The fund manager anticipates that the company's revenues will greatly exceed current market predictions. At a historically cheap multiple of below 16 times next 12 months price to earnings on consensus numbers that appear too conservative, the fund manager believes the company is well positioned to deliver attractive shareholder returns for the foreseeable future. The business is very defensive and can outperform in a variety of market conditions. The second investment featured in Alta Fox Capital's letter. Grupo Aeromexico SAB 8.5% March 17, 2027 Secured Bonds. AltaFox has recently bought secured bonds in Grupo Aeromexico SAB at 90 average costs in July 2023, which is currently priced at 93 to 94. The yield is expected to be 13.5% if the bonds are refinanced ahead of schedule and 12.3% yield to maturity. In the fund manager's view, this investment presents an appealing risk-reward scenario as it can potentially outperform equity benchmarks and carry lower risks. The bonds are an overlooked private credit opportunity in a company that recently came out of bankruptcy and is showing promising earnings, with a prospective U.S. IPO coming up. Aeromexico, the flagship carrier of Mexico, filed bankruptcy on June 30, 2020, in the U.S. and exited on March 17, 2022. It is the leading Mexican airline in terms of fleet size and network. Aeromexico is a founding member of the Sky Team Alliance and has a strategic partnership with Delta. 
the company filed for bankruptcy due to struggles with COVID. It used the bankruptcy process to cut costs, rationalize its fleet, extinguish debt, from over four times pre-filing to under two times forward EBITDA, and renegotiate leases. In addition, low-cost peer Interjet ceased operations during COVID and liquidated. The bonds were structured during COVID to ensure over-collateralization in the event of a post-COVID recovery. The bonds benefit from a strong collateral package that includes cash, the loyalty points program, real estate, jets and airline slots. In the fund manager's view, the collateral fully covers the bonds with ample excess asset coverage. The company's business is robust, with EBITDA surpassing Chapter 11 projections. Furthermore, Mexico has been upgraded to Category 1 air travel with the U.S. allowing further earning expansion. Aeromexico has been buying back bonds in the open market reducing the $762.5 million principal to $662.5 million ahead of a planned U.S. IPO by year-end 2023 to early 2024. The fund manager's base case is the redemption of the bonds at par when they go current on March 17, 2026 for a current 11.8% yield to maturity rather than at maturity on March 17, 2027. The bonds benefit from strong call protection, 104.25 at March 14, 2024 and 102.125 at March 17, 2025. This provides further upside if they are called prior to March 17, 2026. This brings us to the end of the third episode of our audio cast. Thank you for listening to our first episode of MostRocks.com VoiceCast. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube and on Twitter x via the handle twitter.com slash mostrocksweekly. MostRocks.com is a media project focused on publishing curated audio summaries of investment letters, reports and interviews by well-renowned investors and asset managers. We strive to deliver value to our subscribers and most processes are done manually with diligence and attention to detail. However, we cannot guarantee that our summaries and excerpts are 100% accurate complete. The readers are always recommended to refer to the original sources. None of MostRocks.com summaries or materials is an investment, legal or financial advice, and none of it is a recommendation for purchasing any securities.